0: Rainbow fuck man! <laughs> Did you just say rainbow pony fuck man? Yes. No, I said fuck man. He said rainbow. Pony.
1: It is Saturday, January twenty-second, half past noon, and a couple of days after the 3ds. Bombshell was dropped, even though it's not really a bombshell. We knew it was coming, and we all kind of had a guess at the price, and then people kind of complained about it, and then the people complained about the people complaining about it, and then we're back where we started, I guess, because it's not even out yet. But that's okay. I am your host, Austin, for the TryGames.net podcast, where we talk about games, games, and other games, here with my two lovely mistress co-hosts,
0: Al. Games, games, and more games, games games and more games bt um hi yay yay yay
2: i got pop tarts again this week what kind uh same kind as last week i think i had cookies and cream
0: okay oh yeah well guess what i have pop tarts but i'm not eating them right now but i have vanilla milkshake oh ice cream shop Right out, motherfucker.
1: You, well, I, I, now, I
2: posed this question. You chocolate chip cookie dough in the shelf, in the cabinet. <laughs>
0: I was going to get that. I think I'm going to get that this week.
1: What's your question, Austin, about Pop Tarts? The question in the uh, Skype chat. What if they made, you know, combos? Those, those. Yeah, the like, what, yes. if, they made, what if they combined forces and made combo Pop Tarts, like, just as snacks that you carry? Okay, wait. Is that a Pop-Tart shell with combo-style filling? Or no, no, it no, no. It's, it's, it's basically the ingredients of a Pop-Tart, but in the combos
0: um, mentality. So, shell.
1: So it's, no, not even in a shell. It's just like the shape. Of
0: oh, the, it would be like, you know how they have the pretzel? It would be the bread, and the cheese oh, in the middle would be the flavor of right. the Pop-Tart.
2: Oh, okay, so, so it's still, it, it's yeah, still yeah, a
0: instead, Pop-Tart. Exactly, but just in combo
1: shape. I would yeah, totally I would go do for that. that.
0: I would totally yeah. go for that as well. I just couldn't have a combo in a Pop-Tart shape or a combo period because combos... I I used to like them, and then I think I threw up after eating some. uh,
1: Really? Well, then you can get off this podcast, sir, and Pete and I will
0: continue eating combos. Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) You can Uh, have this podcast by yourself eating combos. Just be crunch, crunch. A dialogue of
1: crunches. You know, I actually, I think two weeks ago, I got a craving for combos, and I went looking at the Rite Aid near my store, and all they had were like the huge gigantor packs for like $2, and I was like... I don't need that many. I'm not going to eat that many. And so I went to like the uh, – what's it called? Like the bodegas and the, the the convenience stores like all around my neighborhood. Oh, and one of four actually had like the normal like 75-cent dollar – they're now a dollar, which kind of makes me sad, but dollar size packs. And I was like when I was a kid, those were everywhere, and I couldn't, I couldn't find them that week. So – I, I almost alerted my friend from high school that there was a dearth of combos when I realized that he is now in San Francisco and it doesn't matter. So uh-huh. that that being Ron. um yep. he actually signed my yearbook with a mention about combos. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> you know what sucks about these pop tarts? What? I get little pop tart crumbs in my keyboard. Don't
0: Yeah, that'll happen.
1: Mega yeah. Gigabyte son. But anyway, enough about Pop Tarts. Uh we got some topicness to talk about. Um, it's centered around the DS. One of them is, is a mailbag question from Doc Brown at Gaming the Media. It's more like a Twitter question, but same thing. Um, and then the 3DS details obviously came out, and, uh, there there's some, I have some personal reactions to them. Um, nothing bombastic, but, you know, some people are still on the whole, like, oh, that shit's way too expensive type stuff, and, you know, da-da-da-da-da, so I thought it'd be good to talk about that a little bit. And, of course, what we've been playing. So... In the traditional uh, not traditional fashion, but in recent traditional fashion, as I should say, since we've been starting off with our user questions, because we get so few we want we want people to hear what our users users our listeners have to say. I will start off with Doc Brown's question. Wait, are you saying that people wouldn't listen to the entire episode? Uh I, I, I don't know. I I'm being pessimistic, but Oh Um but You should listen to the entire episode. But I just kinda want to get that out front so that if people are discouraged that their questions won't get read on the air, oh, believe me, they will get read on the air. Um, no, wait, even too. if it's not
2: a good question.
0: Exactly. That's right. And we'll make fun, make of, fun of your ass. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So this question is from Doc Brown at Gaming the Media. You can visit his and Willie Beans' site at www.gamingthemedia, all one word.com He says, Weave, and I think by we, I think he means him- and his co-host personally, and then me as well. Uh, we've established that we personally don't feel that iPhone games are typically in the same league as DS games, typically. It's a very important word there. However, if we look at the DS's success, a significant part of it can be attributed to the fact that a lot of the casual crowd bought it. So hardcore gamers aside, do you think that the 3DS has a chance to hang on to the casual market, now that iPod, iPhones and iPods are all the rage. Pete says, getting a Pop-Tart. Be right back. That was part of the chat, not the question. Sorry, Pete, you as the iPhone expert in the room, I'm actually most curious to hear your thoughts first. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I would agree
2: that the iPhone can't stack up all the way as a gaming platform to the you know DS and um, that the DS did hit big with casual markets. Uh, but I think that casual market, like, definitely picked up the, like, iPhone or mobile gaming as well. Uh, now, as far as the 3DS goes, I th- I don't know. Like, it seems to be one of those things that people say, like, once you get your hands on it, you're going to want it. Um, so it could be one of those things where, like, people are, you know, especially with the price tag, uh, you know, we'll talk about that later, but people will see that price and be like, Um, maybe I don't really need it or it's, it's not as, it's not exactly as impulsive buy as the original DS was. I mean, people in Japan will probably just snap, snap it up no matter what price it is.
0: I think it's already sold out.
2: Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I mean, it'll probably sell out pre-order wise here too, but I think again, that's mostly, I think it's actually hardcore market and that casual market will probably pass on it in, in favor of waiting for a price drop until, unless they actually like get a chance to try it. Like if they have demo kiosks in places like, you know, Sears is, Sears is... I don't know if Sears is... De- Sears is, is do demo kiosks, but uh, like Best seerces Buy... Sears... Sears... Seer. Best Buys um, and things like that. Um, hippie. Yeah.
0: Do Sears stores even sell games? I mean, I know that Sears owns Kmart, and they usually sell their games through Kmart, but...
2: No, Sears definitely sells games. I mean, like, my father told me about how he went to Sears and tried the, you know, 3D PlayStation stuff on a 3D TV... Mm. Okay. So they definitely still sell gaming stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know if they sell handheld stuff. I would assume they would if they sell gaming stuff anyway. Uh, right. but yeah, I, I mean, I don't go to Sears for my gaming shopping, so I have no idea. But either way, <laughs> you know, those kind of stores, if they have demo kiosks, then, uh, it could be something that the casual market will like try and be like, oh my God, this is amazing. I have to buy it. Um, but I don't think it'll have as quick a, uh, a sell out in casual crowds as the original DS did. I mean, is that does that answer the
1: question? There we go. I, I think so. Um yeah, me too. Alfie? Uh,
0: do you want to go or should I go? Well, I'll go. Alfay, and go. I think I'll just say that um I would just like to say that given that the iPhone <clears throat> and iPod Touch like their price tags are still I think way over the DS and 3DS levels. This so that's kind if you're of, getting a phone without a plan, just well for the record, yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, and if you're getting an iPod Touch, because you can't get an iPod Touch with a plan,
1: true. Um, you keep talking. I'm going to look up the prices of the iPod Touch because I'm pretty sure they have a
0: a a more market friendly. More more friendly priced option, but keep going. Well, it I'll say one thing. My uncle was uh, trying to sell an iPod Touch that he bought, and he paid four hundred dollars for it. So I will use that as a gauge at the moment. But um, I think that that price kind of brings it to a a market that is like people who really want an iPod, and iPod I think is also driven by the fact that that name is synonymous with the music. So when people want an MP3 player, they go, I want an iPod. And so they go out and seek out an iPod. Uh, then they kind of go into the games. But in relation to games and the 3DS, I think that de- depending on who supports the console, well, the platform, with what, if they can right. get games that are as attractive and as addictive as, say, Angry Birds and as – uh what's that other crazy iPhone game, the the fantasy game? Infinity Blade, I think it's called. Oh, Infinity, Infinity.
1: Blade? Yeah. You mean, yeah. mean Punch-Out with graphics?
0: I guess. I don't know. I've never seen it. But I know that that game is – uh one of the iPhone, I think it's an iPhone bestseller or something like that. Like I know that that has garnered a lot of attention. If they can make games for the 3DS that are like that, that also, you know, are in 3D and provide the user with that experience of, I can't put this down and it looks really cool because it's in 3D. I think the 3DS has no problem. Um, you know competing quote unquote with the iPhone, because I think that Nintendo's going to do the same thing it did with the d s and go oh, we 're not competing with that thing that that 's no 3 ds over here, up high pedestal iPhone <laughs> over there <clears throat> in the dirt in the dirt <laughs> <laughs> I step on you, you know when the flood comes, the 3 d s is untouched. When the flood comes, <laughs>
1: um, I just looked it up. You can get an eight gigabyte iPod Touch for two twenty nine. So mm-hmm. if you don't, if you decide to not use it as a, as an MP three player and instead use it as a an app machine, that mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty decent um, size
0: for um, for your apps and your games. So that, oh, certainly, yeah. <laughs> because like I have what uh, on my phone since I'm on Android two point one. I have to download all my apps to SD card. Encourage. or or no, internal. Only two point two. Oh right, right, SD. right, right. Sorry. So I have like four hundred. Well, I think I have half a gigabyte on my phone. Right. And granted, also you know the the desirability of the apps aren't isn't really up there. But I think the biggest app that I have is uh Fruit Ninja, which is like eleven megs, twelve megs. <laughs> and everything else is like, you know, yeah. Five, you know, five megs is Angry (laughs) Birds. Up Angry Birds. (laughs) There goes that pizza. Yeah. Uh, Angry Birds is like five megs and I only have the original still because I would zero dollars two weeks and it's free. Blah, blah, blah. And then all the other apps I have are like, you know, a meg or two. I think I still have like 300 uh, in the upper 300s. In storage, so if I had eight gigs of storage just for apps and stuff, I'd probably have like seven point four, you know, seven point seven gigs, something like that. I'm like, oh damn, well I'm not even using this thing, right?
1: Uh, Should I go, or were you still talking and stuff? Okay, well, I mean, I, 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 it's hard to gauge because I look at, I look at what people consider casual. And I kind of don't know what to think because you've got the casual gamers, and then you've just got casual people. They 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 don't <laughs> well in the sense that it's funny how you said it. That's all. Well, in the sense that you don't that they don't go after games casually. It's just like all the tech in their life is casual. Right. They don't care about going for games, but if they had an iPod Touch, like you said the opportunity is there, and therefore they will take it. So that is not a loss of sale for the DS, but that's a gain of sale for Apple, if that makes any
0: sense, like in the gaming space. Because Because, they won't go for the 3DS, right? but they will probably go for the iPod for a different reason and then go, hey, I can download games. Right. It's basically a case
1: of anybody who was going to go primarily for an iPod touch for these things wouldn't have wouldn't have wanted to go for a DS product in the first place anyways right so that's so that's to say that Nintendo really isn't losing market because they didn't have that market in the per- first place on the other side of the coin though that's not a good thing you know Nintendo should stri- any company you know if they're trying to maximize their profits should strive to go after as many markets as possible um if that's you know, if if that does result in the best profit, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you overextend yourself, and it's like, wait a second, what am I doing catering to this market when it's clearly not my forte? Nintendo itself trying to make a violent video game, for example. That's this is one example because they, that's not their core competency. But it, it you kind of you kind of wish that hey, you know, maybe they should keep on going for these other people that Apple is snatching up because that's a huge market. And you know, I. This is con- this is conjecture and just based on anecdotal evidence from, like, internet comments. So, you know, I don't take too much stock in that. But just as, you know, just as a point of reference, you know, there are a whole bunch of... Chris Kohler wrote a blog, uh, an opinion blog on Wired, <clears throat> on his Game Life blog, where he basically calls the 3DS a last-gen machine. Hmm? And his argument, and I actually agree with him, is that... The technology is not last-gen, but the approach is last-gen. There, uh. there was there was speak of, hey, we might not have our eShop up in time for launch. We don't know when we're going to come out with it. So right now, you're stuck with cartridge-based games. And, you know, we'll come out with it when we come out with it. Eh. And you hear that, and you see Xbox Live. You see PSN. You see the Apple Marketplace. You see the Android Marketplace. The App Store, I should say. for Apple. Oh, but It's called the App Store. <laughs> And you wonder, well, what what the, f- the fuck is Nintendo doing? Why why aren't they preparing this thing for launch? Why aren't they taking this strategy that has been so adopted and successful? And it's not one of those things where like, oh, this is a trend of getting graphics that are better. We should keep on making better graphics. No, this is a trend of, of a, a, di- a distribution model that has been successful and that doesn't necessarily have... A, a a downer to it in terms of like, oh, well, better graphics cost more budget. This isn't the same thing, you know? So why haven't they, you know, come out full force and said, you damn right, DSi shop? Okay, DSi shop on day one, when the 3DS comes out, it's going to turn into the 3DS shop. You get all your shit here if you want. If you have a 3DS, it's going to let you see 3DS stuff. If you only have a DSi, it's going to block out the 3DS stuff or it'll maybe show you a demo of it so that you can get tempted to get it. But like, you know, we'll have this one big marketplace, um, We'll, we'll finally do the right thing and unify your Wii points with your DSI points, and we'll we'll give you like a linked account. No, they're they're not announcing any of that like hardcore. The one good thing, and we'll get to the announcements later, is you know one friend code, which is great. But you know what I mean? Like the, this is a a last gen strategy of like, well, we'll get to it when we'll get to it. But right
0: now, here cartridges, yay, <laughs> yay! yeah. You know, I, I honestly think that that's just due to, or it's a, a prime. uh Factor of the Nintendo mentality. Yeah. You know, that, that almost Japanese-centric mentality of like, um, yeah, we're going to give you what we think you want and not we're going to give you what you're asking right. for.
1: Right, right. And, and I honestly think that that's a bad thing. Yeah, I don't it's, think it's not fine.
0: a great thing at all.
1: Um, but so from that article, there were a whole bunch of people on 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 one side or the other. You know, there are a lot of people saying, "Great color, how can Nintendo DTS has the CD <laughs> and the and GameCube level graphics and the an analog pad? It's is it, the it, it tech, and and I don't like playing on my iPhone. Like, why are you talking about the Apple App Store? Because I don't my iPhone runs out of battery when I play games. And I like I posted a comment. And I'm like, that's not what he's talking about. You're talking about the tech. He's talking about the approach. You know, yep. he's right. Um. And then that, who, who's, uh, who's texting you, Al?
0: I heard. No, that's my email. Okay. I, I just made a payment on my credit card by switching to Geico. Um, <laughs> um, but uh,
1: there were other comments that were like, yeah, I totally see where you're going with that. Like, I used to carry my 3D, 3DS, wow. I used to carry my DS around with me all the time. Now I never use it. Because I have my iPhone or my iPod Touch, because it's so easy to store things on there. And honestly, when I'm on the go, I wasn't playing games all that hardcore anyway, Hardcore anyway. I play it at home, you know. And so yeah, I, it's like, so it's me. basically Pete. Yeah, Pete is exact evidence of people who go out there and say, "I am actually going to go for an iOS device because of the apps, not because I want it as an MP3 player and a phone." And oh, hey, look, I can make a flashlight out of this. No, because the apps are out there, and I want them. You know there are people out there like that, and so slowly, slowly, you know, if those commenters are to be believed, and again, I this is just conjecture. I, I'm not saying this is fact. I'm not even saying this will happen, but it's, you know, you can't ignore when people say, "I used to have my DS with me all the time. Now I never touch it because of the iOS device." So is Nintendo in danger of losing its own casual market? probably not but i wouldn't be surprised to see it dwindle you know to a level where i kind of take a look and go like wow on january 22nd i said probably not i was fucking wrong you know um and then there's the but but then the, the reason why i still kind of say probably not is because what's most of nintendo's casual market buying the ds4 pokemon yeah so that goes to Al's point. Oh, Pokemon! Yeah, <laughs> Pete, are you glossing over now? Just thinking. Yeah, of- so you're like, oh, and that, you know, ah. thinking about losing another 200 hours of my life. <laughs> but um, it goes back to Al's point of it depends on who supports what. So Epic is supporting, you know, iOS with like Infinity Punch Out shit. You know, gr- great graphics, gameplay. <laughs> what gameplay? But people like that stuff. Angry Birds, eh? But people like that stuff. On the flip side, you've got the Pokemon. You've got Mario. You've got, um, what are the kids like these days? They like the Marios. They like the Pokemon. <laughs> the, whatever they're, like, all that imagined shit that keeps coming out on DS, whatever the kids are buying on DS, the parents are buying. The parents are buying Do you know what I mean? You know, <laughs> yeah, that, I know. that stuff. And, like, um, you, you, you kind of look at that and you're like, well, that's one of the reasons why Nintendo is succeeding. not because of the hardware. Not because of the approach, not because of like the pricing or anything, but because of the brand power. Like branding is so powerful. I mean, it, 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 it's all about like what roster you have. It's like a team, you know. If that, if you, if you got a, a whole bunch of team team members that like can play well together and whatever, like it doesn't matter how much money the organization puts into that team that year because they're going to have good team chemistry. They're going to have all the bits and pieces that they need. So Nintendo. Despite that, has all that shit. Where is Kid Icarus? Well, the kids don't really care about Kid Icarus. But where is Mario going to come out? It's not going to come out on the iPhone. It's not going to come out on the PSP. You know, where is Pokemon going to come out? Your iPhone? No. Mm -mm. Although if it did, that would be so. Like it it would be devious if Nintendo said, you know what? We will put Pokemon out on the iPhone for nine ninety nine. But you know, we we will charge the app store like 8.99 to carry it then they were making like a super <laughs> but y- you get what i'm saying right it's 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 the branding it's it's the power that they have behind like and that's why you know it was so important for sony when they first came out of the gate to be like yo we got to establish this shit we got to get some brands out and people were like crash bandicoot yeah 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 yeah, that's awesome and not really but now they have now they have ah! a, a whole powerful what no no uh, ah
0: fuck ah! 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 Uh, <laughs> okay, you're bugging out. No, all right, all right. I, being that, so that it won't sound like I'm just like going crazy. I've, but you are. Yeah, I was going to the the Pokemon website to find out when they were doing one of their um, promotions for whatever at GameStop, and then they started playing the Pokemon theme song. I'm like, no, I can't hear. <laughs> oh God, it's gonna flood into the thing. Um, but
1: yeah, it's it's um that's that's one of many factors. It's the branding is, is a huge factor in that, though. Um, I mean, I don't... And the, 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 the trouble you run into is you you, know, you start to say, well, I don't see them losing their dominance anytime soon. Look at what they've done. Blah, 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 blah. You know, PlayStation comes out and says, dude, we totally fucked, the market, yes. We fucked everyone in the ass with the PlayStation 1. And you know what? We came back with a spiked bat and did the same thing with the PlayStation 2. Guess what? PlayStation Three, looks like a panini grill, nine thousand dollars. You'll work ten jobs to get one. Man, People are like, crazy. nope, nope. I got this Xbox here. I'm, I'm good. I am good. You know. So sometimes the branding isn't that. I don't know. Like how powerful were Sony's brands up on up through the PS2 era? I don't know. But you know, Nintendo has this long standing history. This this legacy. Now, if. I don't fucking know if the developer of Angry Birds makes a platformer that can be played on the iPhone or the iPod Touch or the Android or whatever, you know, and somehow we have to factor Android into this as well. And any and Windows Mobile, any mobile device that has game playing capability that could take away from Nintendo and Sony's mobile device, uh, portable devices. They count as well, so it's not just Apple. You know, it's 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 Google and Microsoft as well. But, you know, if they made like a like an Angry Birds platform and turned Angry Birds into a franchise, and uh, and, and then like made but a cartoon, you know, um, Angry Birds is gonna be it's a Sony board did. game, really, and a cartoon, yeah, <laughs> and a movie. Um, but you know what I mean? Looks like, awesome, by the if way. If they somehow turn it into that, um, I'd like to see what that looks like. You know, then then there could be there might be a little bit of trouble. So you know if i were going to give a definitive answer yes or no is nintendo going to be in trouble in terms of losing its own casual market i'm going to be inclined to say no but that i'm not a hundred percent confident in that answer just because i'm looking at the way things are going and again it has nothing to do with the quality or the nature of the actual games being put out on the you know devices as much as it does you know what the device itself is, what other stuff it does, why other people would buy it, and why they would choose it. Because remember, you spend, to, you choose to spend your money on one thing. That's money that you don't spend on the other thing. So unless you're going to go out there and buy an iPod Touch and a 3DS, which could very well happen, which is you know, which is totally fair. I'm I'm just saying for the sake of the average person, uh, ain't going to do that. It ain't going to happen. So, um, I think for Nintendo to hold on to that casual market, they really need to make it easy to do what you can do on other platforms while maintaining because you change up your approach in saying all right now we're going to buy into this online thing that doesn't mean that you have to change your dna that doesn't mean that you have to change the way that you put out your product uh, i mean the way that you make your games uh, the philosophy behind your hardware design but on the front end you you know you change things up a little bit you adapt while well, and, and i think that's what the we did okay they disrupted the market but they still said yo pfft, you wanna play Mario, you could still play Mario on this thing. You got you got a thumbstick, alright, you got buttons on the Wiimote. What's the problem? You know, you can do this shit, maybe at four eighty P, but still you can do this shit. Um and then they'll be fine, you know? I, you know, iPhone can't be like, yo, you could do the same shit you could do before. All you gotta do is, like, throw this iPod into a, do- into a docking station and then plug the docking station into a USB cord and then take the docking station and put a graphics gamepad onto it. And then you've got, like, a Transformer and you can play iPod <laughs> you can play Angry Birds with your analytics. It's like, no, they can't do that. So, Nintendo, why aren't you being like, yo, we do everything the iPod Touch does, but, but do we do it better and you can play Mario, you know? But they, you know. Now, now there was a tweet from Chris Kohler. I think maybe yesterday that says that there are mixed reports saying that maybe the i, not the what are they calling it the e store maybe the e store actually is coming out of launch we don't know yet so that's all just you know based on if they actually go ahead and say yeah we'll give it to you when it's ready and you know we didn't really spend time on it but you know if it does come out then everything is moot and we'll see what happens from there. Um, but I think the price point is certainly another topic of discussion which we'll get to uh, when we actually talk about the uh, 3ds news. Um, that's a big factor into it, but. Uh, I am done with my raving and rantology. Is there anything else that you guys would like to comment on before we kind of take a quick break and talk about what we've been playing? 250's too rich for my blood. Too rich for your blood, Al. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about Hold that on. later. Hold on! All righty. We're going to be right back with some What You've Been Praying because that's how I say it. We are back with what we've been playing. Uh, I, would, I, I will buck the trend, and I'll just go first quickly because um, I haven't actually played that much this week at all. Me um, either. Last
2: week, too? Huh? I said, didn't you go first last week, too?
1: Yeah, because I really honestly haven't been playing much. Um, i want saying be- it's not bucking the trend that's con- continuing the new trend. Uh, it's not going to be a trend, though. Um, so we'll see about that. The old trend. Um, <laughs> well, no, it's, it's not going to be that because I finished Mass Effect yesterday. That's why. So now that I'm done with that, I'm going to be able to focus on other shit. Um I'm going to take us uh, uh I'm going to take Mass Effect 2 a little bit more slowly cuz like I feel like I haven't been getting a lot of variety in my gaming diet so to speak. But yeah, so I beat Mass Effect uh yesterday. <clears throat> I uh I I did like since the last time we spoke, I did like maybe two or three side quests and then just went whole hog on the, you know, on, on the point of no return and just finished that part. Um and I got to say, I was underwhelmed by my entire experience uh, from the point of no return. And that's probably not the game's fault. It was probably the state of mind that I was in. I probably should have done more side quests. Um, but when I look back on my experience with Mass Effect, you know, it, it, i in the middle of my experience, I was saying, like, oh, my God, this, this shit is great. But now, like, contemplating on it, thinking about how much time I spent out of the Citadel doing really stupid planetary side quests. I really didn't have that much fun. I didn't like going in the Mako, not just for the controls, but then like, finding the ores and then finding, like, the stupid solarium bodies. I really didn't go for that. But, like, the side quest of like, oh, this is a missing person. You got to – yo, you got to find him. And it's like, all right, I'm going to go to this planet. I'm going to find a signal beacon. All right, now I'm going to get this beacon. Now he tells me to go to this other planet. Now I'm going to go to this other planet. And here's a base that I shoot some robots in. And then, oh, the guy's dead. Uh, I should go back to the citadel and tell the dude. I – And it's a real shame because, like, I feel like maybe if I had stuck to just the main storyline and finished the game in 15 hours, I would have been like, yo, game of the fucking century, you know? But I I, I hate saying this because what I enjoyed about Mass Effect, I really, really enjoyed. But they need to. I I really hope they throw all that shit out in Mass Effect 2. Uh, All that has gone. No, all but it. All, like, so the side quests are actual, like, you actually feel like you're going on a quest and not just be like, I'm going to go on this planet now and just be like, yo, hey, he's, what I'm saying is that the, a lot of the side quests that weren't in the Citadel proper felt like they were just kind of templatized, throwaway, like, oh, you're going to do the same thing. It, it, it felt a little they bit. They
0: were. A, a lot, lot of them were either you go find somebody and they're dead or you go find somebody and you have to make a Right. Or you have to go and, uh, did you do, uh, this one side quest where you had to defend, um, uh, uh, like a station against a rachni attack? That was actually pretty cool. I did not. I should have done that. But, like, that was, I don't know if, uh, I don't know how it was found or if it was a part of, I guess it wasn't a part of the main quest. But there was a station, and they had all these things—turrets and everything. Right, and you could man the turrets. You could either get in the mako, or you could sit in on the front line. And you had all these different options, and Raknai would come out in waves. and You had to protect the um, the station from getting overrun. Yeah, yeah, and see, that's why I
1: said that it's it's probably due to my own frame of mind and my the way that I approached it. You know, like I said, it's not the game's fault, but just my experience with it wasn't as and and it's also probably my fault for listening to other people and having expectations right? Oh, best game, blah, blah, blah. blah. But, you know, uh, you know, I'm definitely going to go back and try to do it differently and try to be like, yo, I know this side quest. I don't want to fuck with it. I'm going to do something else. Because it doesn't sound like fun what I was doing before. Um, but, I, you know, it was a combination of the Halo effect and the Assassin's Creed 1 effect, where a lot of the stupid Mako shit was just like, hey, look, I am driving down this long piece of terrain. And then I'm going to try to climb this mountain, and it's going to take a really long time. Yeah, climb it a sideways. really long time. Or instead of trying to climb the mountain sideways, I will go around the mountain. And that's also going to take a really long time. A really long time. And then once I've climbed the mountain and gotten to my goal, it's like Assassin's Creed where, hey, I did this 27 times before. Maybe I should not do this again. But I'm right here, so I might as well do it. You know, it was, it was that kind of like, really? Like, maybe I should just not bother with the side quests, but a lot about RPGs is the fun of the side quests. So it's like, what do I do? Um, and again, I should probably choose my side quests more wisely. I should probably read the description and be like, distress signal? Fuck that! You know, I'm gonna go and find Rex's armor. Oh, wait a second. It's also hidden in a base with a whole
0: bunch of robots. You know? (laughs) So, um, I did start. Yeah, that's a- just a flaw of Mass Effect 1. Uh, Mass Effect 2 is, you know, there's no Mako at all. And it's just basically a lot of, um, you know, you visit planets sometimes to, uh, do stuff. But I think that one of the things that you may not like becomes very redundant in the game is the other space exploration thing in Mass Effect 2, which is just uh-huh. mining resources. But you can use the resources to help make certain things not happen. Okay. No, I,
1: I, I'll, I'll, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I yeah. kind of have an idea what you're saying from what yeah. i played so far. Um, but I, so I did start Mass Effect 2 a little bit. I played it for about maybe half an hour before the podcast started. Um, I imported my character, but they did give you the chance to recreate her. Well, him or her, depending on what you did. So I imported my character, but I gave her some facial reconstruction to get rid of the bulbousness of her, for, uh, of her temple. So she doesn't look like a light bulb anymore. She still has a kind of bulbous-ish head, but she doesn't have that thing where if you turn her at a weird angle like her temples just jut out like fucking bleh. um I also made her a little bit more gaunt cuz I figured okay, she died and and she went from being a piece of meat into a person again, so she's obviously going to be a little bit little bit thin, a little bit sickly looking, so I'll make her more gaunt. Um mm. But yeah, like I was happy they let me actually change her because like when when I was talking, I completely to you guys, forgot about that. Yeah, when I was talking to you guys before, you're like, you guys were like, nope, you're stuck with her bulbous head, and I'm like, no. Um, but yeah, the, the one thing that I was scared about was like, why don't they let me pick my custom character and then tweak her from there? Because my character, like, despite like not despite, i mean, in addition to looking a little bit thinner and not looking as bulbous and now having a ponytail instead of a bun, like she still looks kind of off and the only thing that brings it back is the fact that like i got most of it right and it's still jennifer hale doing the voice acting but you know still and i'm uh, and 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 i guess i'm definitely going to go back to mass effect 1 um I, I forgot to mention this before i moved on to 2 and play it with a male shepherd and go renegade um for most of it i'm i'm still going to try to save rex but otherwise i'm going to go renegade um now back to 2 i um it looks so much better um mm-hmm. it looks so much better and doesn't run any worse for it on my pc um i don't like having to sign up for the Cerberus network, but that's like a small thing. I actually already had an EA account, so it wasn't a huge bother. It was just like, oh, I can't just start playing. I have to like log into EA, and then I have to en- I have to enter this product code, which was kind of annoying because like it didn't the ha- the same thing happened to me for Blur. I couldn't just shift tab into the Steam community thing, copy the thing to the clipboard, and paste it in. You had to actually type it in. Piece yeah, by piece. yeah. Like some games let you paste it in. I think Assassin's Creed Two let me paste it in, but Blur didn't. Blur made me like switch out to the thing and then type it in and manually, and it was really annoying. In fact, I don't even know if it. I don't even know if it gave me access to the Steam community. Maybe it should, right? All games should, right? Yeah. Then I don't know what I. I must have just been wrong. But like, I, I ended up typing that in, and I, I think like I copied it to like a Notepad thing and put it on my second screen, and then just like looked back and forth. But. <clears throat> So, like two looks much better. I met Kanye West and Miranda and killed off uh in, oh, whoops I'm not gonna ruin that part, but um <clears throat> right now, I'm at the elusive man, so again, just half an hour in um i they changed the key bindings up on me, and that really frustrated me because every time I was trying to pause, <laughs> I kept on yeah. running, and every time i every time I pressed Q to draw my weapon like he, she would tell Kanye to take cover and I was like, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. And then it was like, you have to press shift to go into cover. And I'm like, I just want to press up against cover and go into it. The other thing I don't like, and this is not because it's a bad thing, but it's because I've been so used to how Mass Effect 1 plays, and I actually like the overheating mechanic, is ammo and reloading. I, like, I've like, i been playing Mass Effect 1 for so long now that it's like, I've, I've gotten into the groove, the, the the type of strategy that you use when you're managing your weapons and not letting them overheat. You know, and, and kind of, it's been kind of like, well, it's kind of cool that it's a shooter, but it's also kind of cool that I don't have to like sit here and reload and worry about ammo. I just have to strategize how I shoot people with the overhead. And, and this kind of brings it back to shooter territory, which probably for 99.765% of the people out there is awesome. But for me, I'm like, eh, I don't really like this. Yeah, I have a feeling
2: Dez is going to like it when she eventually gets to it either.
1: Yeah, I, and honestly, I bet you like about five hours into the game, I'll be like, I'm totally cool with this. I like it. But right now, I'm like, I kind of want the overheating thing back. I, I don't want to like, I don't want to hunt for ammo. I'm sorry. You know, I'll leave, I'll leave that to Gears of War. You know, you know, unless they, uh, and, and right now this is not the case, but until Mass Effect either outsources their, their combat engine or Figures out how to do it like a shooter, like a shooter does. Like I'd rather just have the old engine. I'd rather just have the old mechanic of overheating it because, like Mass Effect Two, while so far it, it it's got all the same tropes as the first one does, and I am like, I am like, this is going to be great, still isn't a great shooter. And if you put a not so great shooter in my hands and then make me worry about a lot of shooter tropes, like getting ammo. Then, I, I don't know. It's the same, it's the same one weak link in Deus Ex for me is that Deus Ex wasn't that great of a shooter. And the, the reason why that game trumps Mass Effect, in my opinion, is because, well, you didn't have to, you know, when you were in combat situa- situations, you didn't have to shoot people. You could stealth around them and, like, like hit them with a fucking club or, like, shock them with a prod, uh, 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 like an electric prod. You know, this doesn't, as far as I've seen, this doesn't offer any stealth. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is there stealth in Mass Effect?
0: No. So, There's and, and, no stealth character or right. anything that that contribute that contributes itself to stealth. <laughs> it's all combat. Yeah, like, it's either shooting tech abilities or bionic
1: abilities. Right, right. And, and and this is not me saying yo, Mass Effect should have stealth in it because otherwise it's a bad game. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that like because they, they they've chosen to go a certain direction and they made certain a combination of decisions. These com- this combination of decisions uh, is. Making me a little iffy about certain things like the combat, but I have no doubt that when I get into a mode where I'm talking to people and I'm getting experience for being diplomatic or being an asshole or knocking people out with the butt of my rifle or whatever, I'm going to love it. But right now, the combat, I like Mass Effect 1's combat
0: better because
1: even though it was jankier, it knew it was janky and it kind of played up to that.
0: So it's more RPG too. It, it, this yes, is more Yeah. It's actually less rolling when, I don't even think there is rolling when you shoot this time. Yeah. It's I don't, based I, don't on accuracy.
1: I don't necessarily mind the, mind the lack of dice rolls, but if you're gonna do that, then again, you have to have a much better shooting engine, and right now it just feels clunky, you know? So it, it kind of doesn't fit with itself, and that's kind of why, you know, Deus Ex was still in the middle of it, like, while you, um, while it was still somewhat accuracy-based and you had ammo and you had to reload and shit, it still was heavily based on your skill level. So, like, if you had a sniper rifle, like, you, it would be hard to shoot because your reticle would be moving all around or something like that. Or if you had a pistol, like, you remember Counter-Strike, how the, how the crosshairs would expand when, it, when you became less accurate? Yeah. Deus Ex does that same thing, right? And so, like, it would take a longer time for the crosshairs to shrink down again if you had a lower shooter. See, they found ways around that other than just saying, yo, straight-up dice roll you rolled a 1d seventy nine thousand, and you rolled a three so you missed you know so i don't know but um yeah so it's been all mass effect and that's about it i'm gonna continue on with a little bit of two i'm gonna get back to miles edgeworth um i'm gonna try to play some uh some more blur i started that i didn't really talk about when when i started it but i'll talk more about it when i play more of it um and i also am gonna try to uh try some darksiders as well um, I played about an hour of that, and I really liked what I saw. So we'll see what happens. Al, Pete, you guys can fight over who's playing. I'm going to get some water. What? Yeah, go.
0: Uh, I only played one game. So Go ahead, then. Uh, I played, and honestly, I you talk because I want <laughs> Austin to hear what I have to say.
2: Oh, well, fine. I didn't really play much either this week. Kind of all the same standard stuff. Uh, hang on, let me open up my Steam, go to my recent games thing. Um, what did I play recently? So I played some more Fallout Three, obviously, and uh cool. making progress in that. Um I started out playing the game where I was like kinda in the mode of, you know, whatever happens, happens. Provide I mean, except for death, you know, obviously gotta reload on death, but if like right. something got screwed up or whatever, or like I accidentally killed a character that didn't mean to die or something like that, that I would just deal with it. But uh actually where I left off uh was I I, I actually I left be right before where I left off, because I got a little bit further. But um, uh there's this one side quest where you're supposed to take this one object to somebody in a town. Um, and uh, like when I got to the town, I uh, and I only went to the like. Okay, so the way I'm role playing a character <laughs> is that the object that I picked up and I'm supposed to deliver, I figured my character would actually want to keep. Um, and uh, so I like was going somewhere else, story related, and. Kind of passed near this town. So I figured I would go in to the town just to meet up with this guy I'm supposed to deliver it to and see what that's all about, but not actually deliver the item because I didn't have it with me. Um, and, uh, so I went to the town and I went to this guy's house and he wasn't there. I was like, well, what hey. the fuck? So why isn't he there? So I, there's one other little, it's like not even really a town. It's a, it's a little thing of two huts. Um, so I went to the other house and some girl was there and, uh, like I wanted to ask her, you know, uh, if she, I wanted to see if she had any information about this guy, but the questions I had, the questions I asked, role playing wise, didn't give me inform, any information. So then I left, and I was like, um, "Okay, well, this is not very beneficial." And now I feel like my character just wasted her time. So I reloaded. So then I went back and didn't, into the town and uh, like kind of followed my same pattern. And um, this time I asked the girl questions that weren't like stuff that my character would say. So I got the information I needed, but then I felt like, well, this isn't what my character would have said. So I reloaded. So <laughs> <laughs> This um, is
0: I, when you start playing D and D.
2: Yeah. So, um, I kept doing things like that, trying to figure out what the best possible outcome was for me until I eventually just realized, like, well, all oh, this is fucking stupid because now I'm just not playing my character. So then I wound up, uh, maybe on like my fifth or sixth reload, I wound up just going through what I did the first time. Um, uh, shot her in the face. No, although there was, <laughs> there was one time where I did shoot her in the back of the head just because I was annoyed. Um. With it's, what? It's always fun when you have like a, a character say something to you and then, you know, after the conversation's done, they turn around to go on their scripted walk movement. As soon as they turn around, you enter Vast and just
1: blast them in the back of the head. Um, <laughs> but anyway. I kind of, I kind of want to do that with Mass Effect in my next playthrough. <laughs> <laughs> Hang up on people and, and shoot people when they're like, when, when they're going crazy or whatnot. Oh.
2: In Mass Effect 2, there's definitely I don't know, I don't think you've gone to any parts yet, Austin, but there's oh, definitely parts this. where they actually have the interrupted conversation mechanics.
0: Yes, where like it'll it show the, so awesome
2: the trigger will appear for a minute and you can hit it. Like it'll be like I think it's right trigger for uh, Renegade options and left trigger for yeah, Paragon. and you can just shoot him in the face. Like it'll be different depending on the situation. Right. Like, right. like right. it'll just do a scripted thing. But yeah, it's like you can just be like I'm gonna end this conversation now. But of course, you still have to wait for the prompt. So it's not exactly what they originally wanted. Right, but it's getting better.
0: Um, and yeah, it's this really funny. funny thing where you have a dialogue option and dialogue, dialogue option is like, shoot them. Yeah, have yeah, 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 yeah. That? I yeah. I love those. I, I, I've seen some of it. I, I just remember um
1: whenever like, I, I, I'm a diplomatic person, so I never did this. But whenever like the council would like dial in to like our little cockpit and, and, and start to address me, like when one of the options was disconnect, I was always like, should I, should I just hang up on them? <laughs> I just gotta fuck. No, I shouldn't. I gotta hear what they have to say. But I think I think that seeing someone in the back of the head sounds even better. Yeah.
2: Um. All right. So uh, anyway, other than that, the only other stuff I kind of like, I you know, I played some more Racketeer and some more Super Meat Boy. Um. And uh, yeah. Um. The that was really all I played like on my PC and stuff. Really didn't get much PC gaming except for some Fallout Three. But on my iPhone, I started playing Puzzle Agent, um, which uh, is a Telltale game and i, I have it on know. my P- pc as well i actually started playing it uh before i bought the new pc um but then when i had bought you know like built my new pc and it, i didn't it doesn't on steam it does not have steam cloud support so i would have had to like redo all the puzzles anyway so i figured since i had it on my iphone i would try playing it on that and i actually like it better cuz it's it, that's a nice game to lay down in bed and just like kind of relax with like before going to bed or something like that um it's definitely a professor layton style game uh And um, it's got a pretty twisted story. Like, it seemed really simple at first. Like, you're this FBI puzzle research agent guy who goes to this small town because a factory closed down that makes that
1: supplies Washington, D.C. with their erasers. (laughs) Pete, Pete, I need to interrupt for a second because I just went and searched for puzzle agent on the Android marketplace. Yeah. Here are the eight results. Okay, Photo Spy from Tailgate Studios LLC, Hot Girls 2. From Crow's Agency. Hot Girls 1. <laughs> Crow's Agency. Hot Girls 4. That's <laughs> the Agency, best one. Memoirs of Sherlock Holmes from Droid Ebooks. Hot Girls 3. From Crow's <laughs> Agency. Hot Girls 5. From Jesus Crow's Christ. Agency. And AP, Today in History by the Associated Press. <laughs> How does Puzzle Agent translate into Hot Girls 27?
0: How? I think it has something to do with the company that made it. What was the name of the company that made it? Oh, Crow's Agency, I guess. Yep.
1: I don't, Agency. That's that's fucked up, but yeah. At least Game Dev stories out, eh, instead of Hot Girls. Set. Which I guess you didn't get, because you didn't talk about it. I did get, and I haven't you played play it, it I didn't play it yet. I just have no desire to play anything on a phone. That's why I haven't played it yet. And I'm like, I should get to it. I heard it's good. I heard it's an actual game that doesn't suck. And, yeah, and I, I, could take, I like and it. And I could take it anywhere with me. But I just... I don't want to play it on this thing. I don't, like, it's, it's like a psych- psychological barrier. It's like, like as soon as I stopped playing Angry Birds, I never wanted to go back to it. And it's sad because the birds make funny noises. But, I, eh. Oh, they make noises? <laughs> they don't make apparently, noises on yours? Apparently, I Crow's Agency does not
2: make time. iPhone games. What's up? So, apparently, Crow's Agency does not make iPhone games. Oh, you want the Hot Girls? Hot Girls. You know five. why? Because
0: Hot Girls probably is a violation of um. Yeah, iPhone doesn't network. let porn on their. Uh, well, thing. it's not What's really porn because that's against Google's TOS too, but it's just like probably girls in bikinis. Yeah. Uh, and you girls Apple in bikinis like, on iPhones? They do? Yeah. Girls. Just <laughs> girls in bikinis just all willy-nilly, just chilling? Yeah. Oh, so then I guess uh, they're just not good enough.
2: Plus, uh, I don't understand why people make apps for that because, you know, these are smartphones and they have internet access, so the apps yeah, are kind of redundant. <laughs>
0: They do, like, you know, they, the they, they
1: do that a lot. They make websites into apps because they want to. They feel that by change, and I read an article on this – but they, they feel that by changing it from a website into a dedicated app that psychologically the user feels like they're getting more functionality out of it. Oh, I'm getting it, more hot girls than those hot girl right, apps. Right, exactly. <laughs> because, well, because like it's – it's t- like a website is – a st- uh, like a website conforms mostly to an HTML standard or some kind of standard where if you make an app out of it, you can customize it with like how you access everything. And so they feel that once they package it that way, half the time they can charge you for it. And that's why they do that. Yeah. You know yeah. so would they charge yeah. you for hot girls? Uh let's see. <laughs> well, I get my hot girls for free so I don't need to go on the marketplace, but let's see. Um <laughs> and now I have to search your puzzle agent again. <laughs> yeah, cuz you search for hot girls and give you something else. I'll be damned if I can actually get to put hot Okay, free, free, free. yep. All the hot girls are free. I'm oh, going to I'm going to click on it. Let's see. <laughs> Description. Um Solve the puzzle, reveal the whole image, and get access to the image. That's gap. why Freaking I came up with Puzzle Agent. Yeah, because it's a puzzle. That's funny. Um, it's it's just fucking girls in like nightwear in, in like nineties and shit. So whatever, you can get you, you can get your fix of that like by going to like like a fucking Victoria's Secret or Victoria's Secret. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's. So what's up? No. I was talking about Puzzle, about puzzle Agent. Agent. <laughs> I'm sorry, Puzzle Agent. What's up?
2: So anyway, yeah, uh, Puzzle Agent, good game, kind of like Layton. You should play it.
1: <laughs> I saw the trailer, I have the that actually. On, I saw the trailer for it on Steam, and I was immediately interested. But I, it, it, it was one of those stupid things where, like, I got too many games. I'm not going to buy one, and then I went ahead and bought something else. Like the week later,
2: it has a weird art style. Like it seems it's like, like an it's, old cartoon. Yeah, but it seems like it's laggy or like uh, stuttering and stuff. But that's like oh, the it's art squiggly. style. And
0: what's that? Is it squiggly's like? um Yeah, that's how swiggly. they used to do. Uh, like, shoot, home movies. I don't know if you're. Yeah, I was gonna say home movies, but I don't know if you know home movies, Pete. No,
2: like, but I know what you mean. Like that squiggler, because like Doctor Katz used to do it, and yes, that's um, it was Doctor Katz. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely that. Like the guy who wrote the story for Puzzle Agent is apparently like a renowned writer of, I guess, children's works or something like that. Um, oh, a pedophile. Uh, but uh, <laughs> he like um. Anyway, anyway. Uh so <laughs> it's got the weird art style and uh like it's like I was trying to say before it starts out rather like simplistically where you go to this town and like it doesn't seem like anything major is going on but then out of nowhere it takes a really twisted turn um which I don't want to spoil but it gets kind of dark and like weird and like so now I'm a little bit like iffy on playing it like in the dark at night <laughs> cuz it freaks me it freaks me out a little um, hmm.
1: How many matchsticks do you have?
2: There have not been any matchstick puzzles yet. Okay, just making sure. The puzzles are generally seem a little bit easier than Layton, at least for me, because I've had no problem. I think I only messed up on one. Um, and it gives you the way it works with their puzzles is uh, when you solve a puzzle, it'll give you a like uh, FBI rating or whatever, like
1: a, an agent rating. Because you're a puzzle agent. It's not, yeah. just a, it's not just a pun. You're actually an agent.
2: Yeah, so you get like top agent or like acceptable agent or something like that. So like I think I I get I gotten top agent on I think on every puzzle I've done so far except for one. Um and that was just a simple mistake of not really understanding the puzzle very well. Uh and afterwards cuz like after you solve it you can click a button that says how and it tells you exactly how it was should have been solved like correct way and stuff. So it's got some extra little things that Layton doesn't do with its puzzles. Um plus it has a built-in hint system, kind of like how Layton has, but this is a lot more a uh, lot more, um, how do I say it? A lot more quantity in the hints, I guess. Because uh, at least I think, I don't know, because I haven't used it yet, but you pick up pieces of gum, like already been chewed gum. Um, and that's how you get your hints because the agent needs to chew gum to help him concentrate on puzzles. And Ew, town, so he chews <laughs> already chewed gum? The town has not had a oh. the town shipment of gums in the spring, and he's there in the winter. So he's got to settle for whatever gum is laying around. Oh. Oh. Which, because of that, Trey is the reason ketchup. I have not used the hint, hint system. Because I think that's gross. And I don't want my agent <laughs> chewing or even chewing gum. I wouldn't either. So I have no idea how the hint system actually works. But I have, like, 25 pieces of gum. And I don't know if I could use them technically all on one puzzle. Or if it does limit it to, like, three hints per puzzle or, or something like that. Um, But, yeah, so uh, puzzles aren't too hard so far. And... Like I said, it's got the cool art style and stuff. It's just like it, it, like it definitely gets really interesting about like an hour or so into the game. Yeah, I, I, how long is it? I have no idea because I haven't been it yet. But I, I no, hear- but I mean,
1: like, is it is it is it like a, a shorter epi- like episodic type game, or is it supposed to be like an eight hour type game?
2: It's not. It's probably a little bit in between because it it wasn't necessarily like it wasn't promoted as episodic, but they, I know there were. Planning like Telltale planning on doing more, but they're probably not going to now because of the lackluster sales for this. I've heard. Oh, that um, sucks. Oh, I should so, go. Back. And I hear it ends on a way that like it really sucks that they're not going to do another one. So oh. that's disappointing when I get to the end. Um, but um, yeah, like I, I, I'd have I'd guess that it's probably I think I don't know how long I've been playing, but I'd say it's probably like a three or four hour game if I had to guess. Gotcha.
1: I have twelve matchstick. L, what you been playing?
0: Uh, four hours like. That's it. I haven't I've had like very rough week uh very busy with (laughs) trying to sleep no I actually didn't get to the computers until Friday and that would be last night actually it was Thursday night going into Friday and then Friday when I got home and uh I delivered one of the two today and I have to get a nick for the other one because uh that nick is busted the onboard yeah
1: fuck I'm sorry. Uh, I had no idea it was bad. It's all right. It's only
0: 10 bucks. And I, you know, my grandmother's going to pay for it anyway. So it <laughs> doesn't matter. Uh, like, Nana's going to pay. I don't yeah. care. So I am now nearly at the end of uh, Four Heroes of Light. I've saved pretty much all the town. So now uh, I'm at the last town that needs to be saved. And, uh, I actually, it looked like the boss was like right in the beginning, but there's a dungeon, so I explored the dungeon and I uh, had to leave to go deliver the computer. but I really didn't want to <laughs> um there's a lot of treasure in there, and the fights are really easy right now I took out the um I, the the class formation that I was talking about last week um uh, after I beat the last the the boss that I had beaten because I just really wanted to get out of monotony of doing Mysterio and then being unstoppable and fighting. Like, there was a fight. The, the last boss fight I had to do was against, uh, I don't even remember what the boss was. A thing. Uh, it, it, was a, it was a demon of some sort. And you would think that the demon was weak to light and it used dark attacks. Well, it did use a dark attack, but it was resistant to everything. And I'm like, okay. So, so it, it didn't have any weaknesses, weaknesses at all. It didn't have any weaknesses. And I'm like, what the fuck about this note do? when I get up to weird dark boss that outplayed, played, do not try to use light attacks. Well, it doesn't matter because, um, I thought it was going to be a battle of attrition because there have been a couple of those, but it turned out to be that, um, it had a particular weakness that you had oh. to exploit. And once you exploited that weakness, then it was just like, oh, just wait for that weakness to come up again. Boom, boss is dead. Okay.
1: Oh, okay. So, like, it, it, its behavior is kind of like a, like a, oh, its tail is rising now. Do not hit him. Okay. His tail is down. Hit him now. It was like a, like a physical type of cue.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. And what you had to do was you really had to survive the onslaught. And Mysterio helped out a whole fucking lot. Don't um, hear
1: what she's missed.
0: Cause the, fir- the first time I went up there and I wasn't prepared. I didn't have the protection that I needed, the-, the dark protection. And I was getting on left and right. Even with Mysterio up, I was getting on left and right. So then, um, I modified that a little bit and I beat the boss with no problem. Great. Hey, yeah, you did. And then I went on, uh, and set- changed the party configuration. Now I have, um, I, you don't mind if I discuss crowns, right? Uh, I mean, I've already discussed some crowns. Uh, it's not like it's anything earth shattering. Uh, One of them's a white mage, which you get in the beginning. Uh, okay. Um. Okay. Uh, not. Not. Not too in depth, though. No, no, no! I'm just gonna say what they are,
1: because then if you do it in depth, I might actually start listening again and then get it spoiled. I'm kidding. I'll, uh, it's not gonna spoil it.
0: <laughs> okay. I was I gonna mean, say.
1: It, I was gonna say that if you went through it like very high level, I could, I could try to zone out and then not spoil it. But I'm, I'm
0: kidding. I don't, I don't care. Okay. Um, well, and I don't care. Yeah, you don't care. <laughs> but it, um, one of the classes, well, my main character has paladin, and. He's got, like, a whole jillion hit points because that's... Why do you spoil that
1: shit, son? Oh, no! <gasps> uh,
0: but and I think I'm starting to realize that, like, as you gain levels, I think you gain levels based on the crown you're wearing. Gigabytes. Because... Huh?
1: Mega gigabytes.
0: Yeah. So um, every level I get with this paladin, I'm getting, like, 12, 13 hit points. And I didn't really realize that with the other crowns that I was wearing with the other characters. Uh, I know that now the the characters are kind of getting like nine, eight, nine HP for the other ones. Like I have a hero and I have a fighter, which is you know like the black belt bare handed fighter, and I have white mage, which white mage gets like nothing, but white mage keeps everybody alive, so who cares? And I'm just like I destroying do. people, hitting for regular attacks for six hundred with my paladin. Like what, really? And uh, hitting for about 300 with the hero because the hero has uh, like a knife. But the knife is kind of strong. But the knife isn't as strong as the freaking crazy story-based weapon that I got for the paladin. Uh, and then the, the I think I was making a mistake. And this is something that I think everybody should know. <laughs> that I think that uh, with my fighter, I was getting low damage when I first started using her. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This is, like, makes no sense. I'm hitting for like 30. And I think it was because I had a shield equipped. And I think you have to have no shield, no weapon in order to get the full damage. Because now I'm hitting for like 300. And I was amazed at the fact that I can really just kind of roll over any enemy that I was fighting at the time. Well, just now I've. Any enemy I'm fighting, I could just be like, okay, attack, 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 and heal. Attack, 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 boost. Attack attack attack, 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 attack. Attack. attack, 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 hide. You know that kind of thing. Like I could just have my three people just beat the shit out of everybody, and my white mage just sit around and do nothing. Which I had changed to merchant, and I was just gathering gems because I wanted to upgrade my equipment.
1: You know, I completely—I'm uh, I, I, sorry, know i completely forgot that there were four people in this game because yeah, I've been spending but, so long with just three. Mm-hmm. When, well, I so, when I say when I say so long,
0: I and whatnot,
1: yeah. When I say so long, I mean that I haven't played it in so long, and all I've been playing with are three people, except for that one right. beginning. So I it totally slipped my mind. But anyway, yeah.
0: sorry about that. I used to have a lot of points in time where you like have one person or oh. people, and I mean it's not that bad because really it's all about okay. I have this one person. I have to get from point A to point B without losing everything. So it may be Wayfarer, and I'll run away from most of my battles. That's great. And then you get that second person, and you go, okay, I'm going to spend a little bit of time grinding, but, you know, I'm, I'm not even really grinding right now, and I'm level 69, 70. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. 69,
1: eh? Yeah. It's hard so. to hear these numbers when the level cap in Mass Effect is 50, and the level cap in Fallout 3 is, like, what is it, 20? Pete? Wait, I'm sorry, what's on which game? Fallout, Fallout
2: 3. Uh, I think so i know one of the dlc's raised the level cap i think the it was 30. originally 20
1: yeah so i guess it was 20 so it's just nuts to hear these numbers like oh, i'm level 69
0: yeah oh, i'm level 41 so to to end that up um i if i do find some time to play today i'll probably finish it today um unless the because there are extra crowns that are hidden i don't know if they're Extra crowns that are a part of the game hidden or extra crowns that are end of the game, you get something, now you can go back into the game and get these crowns type of thing. Uh either way, I really don't wanna spend any more time with this game because I need to get on to Dragon Quest IV. Uh and I just feel like I'm just like playing nothing but RPGs right now on my uh on my DS. Nothing but I played uh This, and then before this, I was playing 9, Dragon Quest 9, and like before that, I was playing some other RPG. I think it was Pokemon, and then there was Hotel Dust, which isn't really an RPG, but you want some action, is what you're saying. I don't even know. I I actually want to play Dragon Quest Four, and I want to play Professor Layton, which is also another slow game. And I don't really have anything else, because I haven't bought any new DS games. I'm trying to get through all the DS games I bought from last year. Uh, not last year, two years ago. Super nuts? I'm about to sell that. I don't even want to play it anymore. Really? Has it gotten to that point? No, it's just that I have no desire to play it. Um, I would, I wanted to finish it and then sell it, but at this point, I, I've i been lazy about it. I wanted to sell it before, while the holidays were on. but right.
1: Now, that's um, a quick I, question. I'm sorry if you don't mind me asking. Like, Because you were enjoying it immensely when it first came
0: out, and what happened?
1: That's what I was going to ask.
0: I was enjoying it immensely when it came out and now that I'm on like Constellation 9 of 10, uh, it's all still the same. It's wearing Did it thin, fall it's just back into thin. the
2: same thing of like being able to solve most of the things with the same kind of, you know, stuff?
0: No, no, not at all. Um, there are some times where you feel like you kind of have to, but there are also some times where, you know, there's a lot of different choices that you can choose from, a lot of different things you can choose from, especially with the adjectives and whatnot. But because of the adjectives, it's like they have these adjective-based levels where all it is is you take one thing and take another thing and go, okay, you have to make a third thing that has the properties of the two. So then you go like, oh, one is a freaking I don't know a, a leopard and a, a, a girl. And then you say spotted girl and boom, it works. <laughs> You know, it, it was just like that. They would always throw in one or two of those every spotted dick level, ew. And uh, it's a dessert, ew. Uh, British dessert. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> spotted and dick. They would throw that kind of thing, and I would always sigh every time I got to that. And you know, it it just wasn't really. Yeah, there there isn't any longevity in it for me. It's not like I can go. Really, like I really want to go back and solve these puzzles again, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. To get that three stars. Right. Um, <clears throat> and it was, there was that, and there was another game that I wanted to sell. Um, oh, Something. 3D Dot Game Heroes because 3D Dot Game Heroes, while it's a cool game and everything, it's just very annoying. It's, How much are you looking to sell it for? Uh, I'm looking to sell it for however much I can get for it. Why you want not buy it from me? Sure, why not? Really? Yeah. You Because sure? you don't want to I think you're gonna wanna sell it. it <laughs> Once you on get to I where guess. I am Oh. Because alright, I'm at like the sixth dungeon out of eight. Or seven. No. There's six dungeons. And I think I'm at the sixth of six. And I don't even wanna go into the dungeon because the dungeon that I came from was just so annoying. It wasn't even hard, it was just annoying. It it's it was it, it, a
1: lot of backtracking type of stuff and getting lost and stuff or
0: No, it it was the, a combination of sort of the complexity of the dungeons, which doesn't, it's not supposed to bother me. But what bothered me about it is that the enemies inside the dungeons, uh, were easy to tackle when you're full of health and you have the super huge sword. And then once you lose the sword. It's fucked. It's fucked because like the way you move in the game and the way the, the enemies and the way the sword comes out and s- it's, uh, yeah that really kind yeah. of becomes a matter of accuracy. Mm. You start to lose your accuracy when the sword is yeah. just a little tiny thing. <laughs> when at first you come in and the sword is huge and you just wave it all around, and everything's dead. This is so much innuendo in this game. I, I don't yeah, I know. I, <laughs> and, uh, then there are enemies who like take off four or five hearts and then there are no enemies that give hearts mm. Well, apples.
1: Well, then, never mind. It, it, it was it just, it just was cool in the beginning. <laughs> never mind. And then it just
0: got to You should bullshit. eBay that shit. <laughs> uh, I was going to just trade sell it, it or whatever. Trade it in, whatever. I don't know. I, am. I don't That's want it anymore. I know. That's what I was going to do originally. I didn't want to pass it on to somebody I knew
1: <laughs>
0: without telling them why I wanted to sell it. I mean, you think, okay, I want to sell this game. Well, we kind of have the same taste in games. So I think that this game might actually suck for me. That's what you would think. Yeah. Uh, oh. Anything else, or should we move on to our last topic, which we only have 20 minutes for? Before we move on, I just wanted to say that. Um, yes. Uh, not this again. Uh, yes. We, we don't have the echo for it. Oh. Uh, they, remember last week, Pete, you were talking about the game One Chance? Yes. There's going yes. to be a game, an MMO, a free to play MMO coming out. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, I forget what it's called, but in the MMO, you get one life. And when you Aww. die, you die. And I read about it on Google, I heard, like, oh, oh, I read about this. Game. Because how are you going to have an MMO and you die and you can't come back? And, you, and I mean, what do you do after that? I, I, I kind of refuse to find out. MMO roguelike, maybe? Like, huh? MMO roguelike? Is it called One like,
2: Life in the New World? I think it was... Maybe it was one life in the new world. I don't know. I got it from massively.joystick.com. dot com.
0: Uh <laughs> one life
2: in the New World Salem MO to feature permadeath. Yes. Oh, I guess it's just mm-hmm. called
0: Salem. Salem, that's what it is. Okay. And uh it's like not... there was there was an idea thrown around in the Kotaku article like, oh yeah, in this game when you die you can be mourned. And I'm like, that's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> What's fun about mourning the po- death of 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 a character in yo, a video game? Yo,
1: period. When that game comes out and it drops to $1, we'll buy it and then we'll it's do free a back-of-the-box. We'll, yeah, we'll- it's free-to-play. Damn it. I was going to say we should do a back-of-the-box theater and read the back of that box. You can be mourned in this game. And that's a feature in the back of the box with a big-ass ramp. Um, that sounds stupid. Yeah.
2: Actually, I'm very interested in this, so. It
1: <laughs> sounds really stupid. No, just the morning part, like
2: the oh, that's a oh feature. the morning part. Yeah, like I don't know about it's that, a feature. but the whole permadeath and uh, oh no, like, absolutely for all
1: PvP. I mean, remember definitely... remember what we were saying last week about like consequence and and you know just because you were talking about one chance. Yeah. So. Uh, all right, move on.
0: Let's get it on.
2: There's an app, like a game app for uh, the iPhone called Rainbow Pony. Rainbow Pony Hot Girls
1: 5. All right. We'll be right back. We are here at our final segment to talk about the uh, 3DS, which had in a, an event. Um, what was, this?
0: was this Tuesday? The 3DS had the event. Was it? Yeah, the 3DS held the event. <laughs> I think it was uh, Tuesday. I am, am now sentient.
1: It. I am now sentient and in 3D. Um, so this is an event for the 3DS, and there's some details that came out, and with the courtesy of Giant Bomb's Brad Nicholson, Nicholson um, here are the details. So, uh, for for anybody who's been living under a rock and haven't heard, uh, the 3ds is going to launch in the U.S. on March 27th, 2011. It's actually going to launch in Europe, I think, two to three days earlier, which is interesting. Um, it's going to cost 250, and what you get is you get the two gigabyte SD card, which is you know I know the street price for a two gigabyte card is like 20 bucks, but on Amazon, you can get it for like five, so it's not really a big deal. Um, you, you, you obviously get the stylus, which is telescoping, woo. Um, you get an AC adapter and then an extra charging stand, uh, which they felt, uh, they felt appropriate. It was appropriate to include a charging stand in the package. Um, which I think is pretty interesting, uh, that they would actually go ahead and do that. But let me see if there's anything else. I think that's, uh, the, you know, software that the comes AR loaded. Cards. And the cards and, you know, all that shit. But yeah, so $200 (laughs) and $50.
0: $250. Nice.
1: For that shit. Uh, It is going to come in aqua blue, which I will not get, and Cosmo
0: Black, which I will get. I guess I'll have to get that. Cause I know, like, three months later, it'll be like, you know, fire red. I'm, I'm like, saying, yeah, I'm, I'm saying if I, if I were to, I'm
1: not, I'm not, I'll talk about this later, but I'm not getting it at launch. I'm trying not to, so. Um, but, so here are other things. Um, the friend code system is, is being revamped to not suck. Uh, you still have to enter a pointless string of digits, which I still think is stupid, and I will still complain about until they change that. But I'm not mad about it anymore because you only need one. Thank God. So instead of saying yo al what's your friend code for Mortal Kombat 3 or what's your friend code for Metroid or what's your friend code for you know Barbie is just be like oh 12377655376 5, for all games and that's it. So that that's a good step. Um the uh the launch lineup I think is kind of up in the air so I'm going to skip that. In the
0: air, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, they're going to have built-in saw so- oh. This is interesting. Okay. So it's gonna ship with a built in pedometer to measure your walking. Um it's gonna it's gonna come with the same kind of uh maybe a better one, but the a similar type of activity tracker that came with your Wii, where the Wii tells you how many hours you played of a certain game on a certain day. Uh, Those fucking little Wii emails are annoying. I don't think <laughs> they're annoying at all because like they they don't take up any space and they're just sitting there. Uh, I actually I actually think it's cool because like um I think Lacking, it's stupid. Like, well, too bad for you. Lacking, like, in-game... Like, like I can't find anywhere in Super Mario Galaxy how many hours I've played that anywhere. Um, and I think it would be nice if the Wii actually tracked it as a total.
0: Um, I think they do. Well, they do. you have never seen it. You have to go into the um Nintendo channel, and it tells you... Oh, like, you know why? No, no You're game. right. You're right, they do. But the reason why I
1: couldn't find it was because I was in my hotel room and I didn't have internet access to the Wii. Ah. So... Um, It's gonna have that, uh, it's gonna have a me in it, big whoop, I don't really give a shit about that. Um, and the alternate reality games, Al, I think you know a little bit more about this than me. Do you have, what, what, what's up with these AR games?
0: Uh, yeah, AR is actually augmented reality. reality. Um, I looked at something, basically you can take and you, you put the card on a surface and the DS will, sorry, the 3DS will actually create a 3D object out of that card. I have judgment. Like, for example, um, the one I saw was that somebody had a dragon on the table. And the dragon was blowing fireballs at the the person. The person was standing in front of it. Then they went around the table, and the dragon was still going, throwing fireballs to where they were standing before. And then the dragon then figured out, oh, shit, they're not standing there anymore. So they turned around and found them and shot fireballs at them again. And um, essentially, what it does is it puts video game 3D-based video game objects into the real world through the 3DS. Right, right. So it's it, like you—it's—it's
1: it's based on the two cameras that like are, are looking at the uh surface that you're that you're playing near. Right. Yes. Okay. Um, which which I think is a pretty cool technology. Um, I I just you know it's one of those things that it sounds cool in concept, but then you get to, like I, I whispered you know snarkily, but it's true. Like you get to the eye of judgment thing where it's like. Are they really gonna support this? Is it really actually
0: going to be as cool as it sounds, or is it going to be stupid? You know, right? And that's that's the main problem, especially with Nintendo, because Nintendo will come out with stuff that's really cool and not support it. So, support. support. You know why I was gonna say that? Because I was gonna say fucking support it. Because every <laughs> so time I think about shit that they have that they don't support, I think e I have like the e-reader, which I didn't waste like, my money on. Uh, sh- other shit that I had in the past, like Super Scope. Super Scope 6! Fucking Super Scope. And, uh. Broadband adapter I for GameCube! What? Modem for GameCube! The modem, yes. Uh, the GameCube. Broad- I said broadband not- adapter, but I downgraded it to modem because no one bought that shit either. Wait, they had a Rockman adapter for GameCube? Broadband. Oh, broadband, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I have the, I have the broadband adapter. I just have the modem and the broadband adapter for the Dreamcast, which Barack, Barack key. Obama microphone! Oh, uh, yeah, uh, the, well, the Obama microphone was kind of, yeah, 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 that's one of them too. And, uh. Um, I was
1: about to say, what are they, come on, name me a game that matters. I met. thought there was another
0: game, one. <laughs> I mean, even that. if there was one, it doesn't matter because I think, uh, eReader supported two games, uh, Animal Crossing and, uh, that oh, other yeah. shit, Mario 3. <laughs> Um I don't think about. Well, yeah, Rob <laughs> only had two games. The Power Pad, which only had like three games. Uh, U-Force, the Power Glove. U-Force is not a Nintendo product. Oh, that's right, you're right. Power Glove, which only had like one game, but it was supposed to work with every game, but it didn't work with every game so far. It was... <sighs> oh, oh, man, there's so much more. There's the Game Boy Printer and the camera. <laughs> uh Shit. The Game Boy I mean, um, yeah. by all rights, I heard that
1: thing was actually kind of awesome, but still.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't supported. Yeah, it wasn't like there were games coming out all the time because of it. We'll see. Uh, I uh, uh, go go ahead. Oh, uh, I was gonna say I'd go even so far as to say the N64 expansion pack, but that actually kind has- of needed that for some games. So yes, some um, games, which makes it make sense. Right, but the, so
1: the AR thing, I think, uh, the at least the advantage here is that first of all, it comes with some shit.
0: Oh wait, so, wait, wait! Donkey Kong bongos? What the fuck? <laughs> I two buy, games. I three, bought game. no, two, three games. Donkey Konga, Donkey Konga 2, and Donkey Kong Jungle <laughs> Beat, which they came out with again with the Wii fucking remote controls. But so why, why would
1: I want to play it with the Wii remote if I had the bongos? Why?
0: Exactly, which is why I didn't buy it. And I still have my fucking two bongos out of four. <laughs>
1: I mean, I never had four,
0: but still. <laughs> but
1: so, so the thing about the AR cards are at the very least, at the very least, it comes with that shit in the package. And it's not like you have to buy an extra thing to to stick onto your DS, You're, right? Three <laughs> DS. So, um, backwards compatibility. You know, obviously, it's going to play all the original DS games. Um, and and thank God, like y- if you have a DSi and have games on it, you'll be able to transfer them, which I didn't give them enough credit for actually being like, okay, you can transfer them. I didn't think you would, but apparently you can. So, um, that's finally a good decision on their part.
0: Yeah. Um, and actually, I think you can now, with this service, when they implement it, you can transfer from DSi to DSi. I remember reading that remotely, but I could be wrong. Let's hope. Yeah. I believe that it also includes DSi to DSi transfers.
1: And I think they've, they've built the, um, you know, the bark mode from Dogs or whatever, like that, that interaction mm-hmm. with people when you have a game in there. They've built that into the firmware itself so that um, street pass yeah it's called the street pass and the spot pass is the same thing except instead of people to people it's hey I found an internet connection let's download porn or some shit like that um, so okay now that we've gone through all that let's let's actually take a look at what the launch window lineup looks like so we're looking at pilot wings Dogs plus cats steel diver dead or alive dimensions which actually looks really smooth running on that thing madden soccer uh, Super Street Fighter 4, which probably will be the version that I get since I'm not done playing with Street Fighter 4 yet on my on my Steam account. Um, and then probably be the version that I get, and I don't even have Street Fighter 4 at all. Right. I still have this damn controller for the Xbox. No fucking game. Oh, <laughs> uh, Ridge Racer 3D, which I will get only because I'm a Ridge Racer head, even though the games aren't always that good. Resident Ridge Evil Mercenaries. Huh? Yeah. Ridge Racer. Oops uh Resident Evil the Mercenaries which just looks like you shooting things um Star Fox 64 in 3D which is
0: uh, I'll get to that um it's <laughs> in 3D no it, but yeah, yeah Sims
1: 3 Lego Star Wars 3 eh uh Super Monkey Ball 3D a whole bunch hey. of shit Samurai Warriors no do not want thanks uh some some Tom Clancy shit and Rayman 3D um, Zelda and Kid Icarus and Mario Kart and Animal Crossing and Paper Mario are not confirmed to be in the launch window. So right. anything that I would have, you know, really wanted to get the system at launch for, there's nothing there. Except for Super Street Fighter 4. That's probably about it. Um but okay, so so we've got all that information.
0: What do you guys think about the price? I'm uh, okay with it, but that's because I uh you know, I haven't bought a portable Nintendo product since the Red DS with Mario Kart. Do, do I mean but like just your impressions in general like
1: um and I have to send PTA link um oh 250. I know you're okay with it again because you ha- haven't bought anything but just like you know at first glance when you know when when the PSP first came out at 250 like you laughed.
0: Yeah, but I think that was because I didn't want a PSP at all back then okay that, that's, uh, that's fair but at the same time it, it
1: kind of like from an objective standpoint uh n- you know knowing what you do now about it or or at least understanding the horsepower behind it wh- how did that price you know how does that price seem to you for the PSP especially now that you own one and can make a better you know kind of comparison and 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 with the 3ds coming forward like and I ask this because we're used to Nintendo being the price leader, and depending on what PSP2 does, it's kind of bucking that trend. Um, well, I feel
0: that the uh, the technology in the 3DS, specifically the 3D generation of the objects, is what's causing the price. But at the same time, when you put it comparatively, uh, the PSP, I mean, this is, of course, you're, you're, I'm comparing what's going to come out, the 3DS, to what's currently out. Uh, the PSP, I think is what, 150, 160, 170? Yeah, it's around that price point now. Which I think And the is, DSi XL is 170, 180. 170. 170. Yeah. Um, cause I, I'm not even gonna include the DSi because I think the DSi is gonna get phased out anyway. Uh, and well, just if the DSI have- gets is the DSI gets phased out, the XL will too. I, no, 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 they're they're only going to phase out the original DSI and keep the XL and have the XL and the 3DS. According to is that I'm what they said? Oh, uh, that is
1: supposition still. I but I, 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 I'm I'm going to wait until I actually confirm that because I don't think that's a smart decision. Okay, um, you know I'd, why? Because I, I mean, who wouldn't want a DS for 140 or something, right? But then when you say 180 or 170, you're like, eh.
0: true. Uh, but I think that they would also phase out a product that they just released recently. Right. No, no, no. So, I, I totally get that.
1: But I, I just think if they're going to phase out anything, it
0: should be the regular light. Yeah, I think that that, that makes <coughs> more sense to phase out the DS Lite and just have the DSi, DSi XL, right. and the, um, the 3DS. But I know that in Japan, they're certainly phasing out the, the, the original DSi, which is crazy. But anyway. Uh, that is, um, to me. I think that because of the fact that, okay, your options in getting a portable console here are you getting a, a, a DS with revolutionary, quote unquote, 3D technology without using 3D glasses, um, you know, extra 70 to $70 or $80 um, above a DSi XL, which just has a huge ass screen and it plays last generation's quote unquote games, uh, for 180, 170. I forget what it is. I think it's 170.
1: Let me ask you this then, going back again to the PSP, and again, I'm doing this just because I'm, I'm trying to get a feel for people's reactions to this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, aside from the fact that you laughed at it because you didn't want one at the time, like just looking at it you know, from a pragmatic and, and even objective kind of angle, because of all the things that you said about the 3DS now, 250 being a fair price, I would say that 250 for the PSP was also a fair price back then, but that's just me. Considering what you got
0: with it, considering what it can do, Considering what it could do, probably it was. But I think that, let's see, when did the PSP come out? 2004. Uh, 2005, 2004, sorry. 2004, 2005. March. I. It's hard for me to be objective about it because I know that my reaction to it was based on A, financial position, and B, what I felt was um the appeal of its supporting software versus the type of hardware it is sure
1: no i, I yeah uh, and i get that but i'm saying like from from a from a capability standpoint like with all you just said about like it, like now the 3ds is in 3d and all that stuff like what the psp
0: was doing at that point in time was heavy right but it also wasn't carrying anything else along with it 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 was the first of its generation you know i i think that adding along to the fact that it can play original ds games and it's, well, I don't even know. You said that the eShop is probably also going to be linked into the virtual console? No, I'm saying it should. No, no, I'm wondering if those are two separate things or not. I think they're two separate things. Okay, then if it has virtual console support, which means that now you have a back catalog of, or growing back catalog of Game Boy and Game Boy Color games that you can choose from. It, It seems to be like a reiteration of the Wii where the Wii came out at 250. Right. And it had all of those features at the start as well, well except for 3D, obviously. Um, but it was able to play GameCube games, and it had the Virtual Console and had the Mii stuff, and it had a, a handful of games where one of them, at least, was the super killer app type of kind of reason, you know, that was the Zelda. Now, I'm not really sure that there's a game like that for the 3DS right now. I mean, it, it could be Super Street Fighter 4, but at the same time, there's no like first party game that's like, oh, I'm getting the 3DS and I'm getting that. <laughs> right. Uh, for the PSP, I don't even know if there was a game that I felt that I could have done that with. But in terms of just capability comparatively from 2005 to 2011, the PSP looking back, I, it did some pretty good things. I think that if there was some kind of just you know i don't think psn was really was around at all no it wasn't established that it was yeah it wasn't established. established if if it if there was a psn established if there was some kind of original playstation support right. i think that it, that would have added more value to the 250 from the start yeah from the start and, and i think that just because the psp was just okay this big bulky device which played some games that people were interested in but personally i wasn't interested in um it it pretty much did everything that the DS did, but it just looked prettier. Whereas right. the three DS, it does everything that the DS does, and on top of that, it, and it looks prettier. A di- and it looks prettier. <laughs> and I was I was gonna replace that with something, but yes, and it looks prettier. Um, and it adds a new way to experience the game. And in, on top of that, it throws in all these little things that you can also do with it. You can connect to the internet with it. You can um, communicate with people with it. You can play games, and you can suspend the game to be able to do certain things, like go on the internet and look up a tip, they say, yeah, or I, write a note. Uh, that that's all small stuff to me, though. Honestly, it's not
1: something that I think that's so great about it. You know, I because I, th- the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I'm I'm. Uh, <laughs> i I look at it this I look at it this way because I see the reactions from some people. Some people are thinking that two fifty is way too much for this thing um and and to just jump back a little bit that the p s p could do a lot more than we're getting a credit for like besides like like it was actually a full media player you know video audio, something that some people really wanted, and it was basically a it was a basically a higher end device that deserved that price tag because that's the market it was going for, and that was a fair price for it. Because of what it could do, and for those who want it, and now we fast forward to today. What I was saying about Nintendo being a price leader—if they phase out the D, the regular DS stuff, quicker than than you know than is advisable, then you're you're left with a marketplace without a lower cost option. Very true. And, and, and I think that's where the outcry is coming from when people still say 250 is two whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, Doc Brown and I actually went back and forth this, uh, back and forth uh, on Twitter on this, and I kind of took the devil's advocate approach because he was like, yo, people who are complaining about this just need to shut the fuck up. They don't know what they're talking about. And for the most part, I kind of agree with that, but it's just like, if, dude, if consumers are mad, I get it. You know, and I don't think they should shut the fuck up. Sometimes people troll on internet forums and they say it the wrong way, but in general it's like, yeah, they're they're basically losing their lower cost option if the DSI gets phased out like you're saying they will. And like regardless of what Nintendo has to do to make profits or whatever, that still sucks. And so they have a right to complain. So I'm I'm cool with them bitching. You know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna not bitch and wait for a price drop um if if I'm in that position. But um Pete you being the one who said two fifty is too rich for my blood, I, there are several different reasons why you why one would say that. Like, what is your reasoning? Why? Like, what was your reaction to the price in general, from from a personal standpoint, and from just a okay, so this is what's happening in the industry standpoint.
2: Well, I mean, okay, yeah, it's definitely a personal thing when the price get announced. I can understand why they're charging for it. I mean, right? It's a new tech. It's like definitely innovative and. Like, you know, they're bundling, they are bundling all this stuff with it. And it's just, it, it probably is worth the price. Plus, Nintendo always wants to make a profit. I don't know if they're making a profit on this one or not, but they always strive to do that, and make a profit on the hardware they're selling. Um, so I can understand their price point, but for me personally, just the things that I thought about were, okay, look at how many DS's I went through, like from buying a DS Lite and then trading it in or selling it and then buying another one and trading in or selling. And I just kept doing that. And, you know, at, you know, a 140 to 160 price point that's still a ridiculous thing to have been doing, and not saying that I would buy the 3Ds and then get tired of it and sell or trade it, but I just know my habits, so that is a uh, bit more of a risky proposition um, and it just I don't 3D is not for me personally hasn't really proved what what, what what? <laughs> I no, you saying something. breathing no i was I was stretching yeah, Oh yeah, there um, we go. <laughs> but uh 3d hasn't proven itself really as like a you know worthwhile endeavor yeah game thing to me like i i the only 3d thing i've done so far is play some fucking uh track mania on my pc with like old school red and blue 3d glasses and it was cool and all but it didn't really i don't know it didn't en- enhance my experience all that much and mm. you know i don't know how the 3d effects of these of these uh Nintendo 3DS games are going to really
1: uh, enhance the games. And and um, I think, uh, just to cut in real quick, I think you said before that you wanted this thing, you know, because it was going to have games and nothing to do with the 3D at all.
2: Yeah, like, I mean, I'm going to want the new Pokemon game when that comes out. <laughs>
1: <And> <laughs> Pokemon.
2: If that, is a, <laughs> if that is a 3DS only game, then I'll probably have to get the 3DS. I mean... If it's not a 3ds-only game, I, I don't know if it's supposed to be three. d Al, do you know if it's supposed to be three D or three D or Black not? Black and
0: white is not a 3ds game.
2: Okay, so see, there you go. I could just theoretically get, a, still get a like a really inexpensive light and play it on there. But I mean, I am interested in the 3ds, so that's at least a starting point. And you right. know, we're going to be going to PAX East, so I'm sure I'll get a chance to get some hands-on time with it there. Uh, and that again is what I've heard is the big selling point is once, once you, you try it, it, Yeah. yeah. Um, So that's what I'm looking forward to. But uh, yeah, and, and as far as the launch games go, there's nothing really in that lineup that is interesting. I mean, like Nintendo Dogs Plus Cats. I when Nintendo Dogs first came out, and I thought it was cool. Like I wish there were cats in it, but knowing the Nintendo formula, even though it has cats now, I won't. I won't get suckered in. Damn it! Mear. Um,
0: guess <laughs> you know, I got Nintendo Plus Cats.
2: Look at the little kitty. Um, Pilot Wings could be cool depending on how they do it, because you know Pilot Wings is a great series. Uh but the fighting games I don't know because like, you know, I'm not that big into fighting games and I'd right, rather just right, have them yeah. on a home console. That's fair. Um, totally fair. But yeah, like so nothing in there is really screaming at me. Uh so it'll be a wait and see, you know, what games are coming. Like if they come out with a uh three D Advanced Wars game, that could be really interesting. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure they will.
2: Yeah. Uh the Mario Kart three D S will be probably pretty cool and uh Animal Crossing. Um, right. It could be pretty cool. So I'll just wait and see and once I get my hands on it, I'll have a better idea if two fifty is actually a reasonable proposition for me personally. Right. Um like I said, I understand with the tech why they're charging it, so I'm not mad about it. I just really don't feel like paying it.
1: Right. The the funny thing is that um I like from a tech standpoint, I think, sure, you know, it's it's it looks better than a PSP does, like, significantly better. Like, I saw the way that some games are running on it, like, pure, like, 60 frames a second when you see some games kind of run, unless you're talking about God of War, everything else, well, let, let's give credit where credit is due, Ready at Dawn knows how to fucking work that machine, um... So, maybe I should rescind that it looks that much better than PSP. But it, it, it has competitive visuals. And I'm sure the 3D tech is great. But, like, the thing that I always come back to when people start saying, like, oh, well, you know, this costs too much. And then other people say, how do you know? Like, how do you know it costs too much? Like, they have to make a profit. They, like, we don't know how much, you know, they spent on marketing and r and all that shit. Iwata came out and said, yeah, we based this price based on the fact that people said it was cool. And that's it. Like if people wanted to get on good PR, they would lie, or they would like if if the R and D costs were out there, they would probably say like if if there was an outcry, they'd be like, well, we priced it this way because like look at all the text in there, we had to we have like to PS three, you know. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah, we priced it because yo, it's like a fucking Ferrari, you're gonna wanna buy one, and then now it's just like it like we. 300 what is the equivalent of 300 american dollars in japan price it at that because you guys want it so we're gonna charge it and it's like like well we know like from that alone like there's already a, a a good amount of evidence that suggests that hey you know they probably could have charged what is what is the equivalent of maybe 270 american dollars and still made a healthy profit and got more consumers in japan but he just came out and said yo you guys like it so we're gonna do whatever we want and that 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 turns into the other thing um actually doc brown also had this point which is which is totally correct is that like the people are the ones who are like giving into this they're like all right yeah 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 two three hundred dollars fine we'll buy it so you know what, why are you complaining what uh, why, why are the
0: people just pe- want to add something that yeah. i think it was reggie who said it uh reggie said that during focus testing People said that three, they expected the price to be three to $400 for the 3DS. And I was like, what? If I was in that focus test group, we're like, uh, I $50. would love like for this to be like 250 Because 300 to $400 is unrealistic for a portable con, for a portable device that is a game console in this arena. Uh, it would be ridiculous. Like, okay, the highest costing portable device is 179 one sixty nine, and then you are going to go four hundred dollars. That's like basically doing the PS three, but two fifty, I think, in terms of the the price arena is like awesome. But that's my opinion, obviously. I
1: I don't think it's an awesome price. I think it's a pleasantly surprising price. I still think it's expensive. Um, and right here, oh, is yeah, it's Iwata, expensive. Iwata is his. Iwata said the E three reaction was a factor in the three DS pricing. Mm-hmm. So that you know, I mean, I don't but know. That's what, for Japan. Right. No, no, no. I understand that. What I'm saying is, I'm talking about the original pricing. I'm talking about the original conception of, dude, we're going to fucking launch this thing at 300 bones or whatever the equivalent price is in Japan. And then, why? Why? Well, because you guys wanted it. And so, um, I don't know what Reggie's focus test said, whatever, but, like, what I'm saying is that they started at a point, a lot of it was just based simply on, we can charge it. And so we're going to charge it. And then, whatever the 250 came from, you know, maybe that was focus testing saying, Hey, hey, three hundred or four hundred dollars. I, I don't know who who was in those focus tests, but I want to punch them in the face. <laughs> so, but yeah, but still, they were like, we're gonna go lower anyway. Right, which is which is a good thing. I think that's a, I, I think that, and, and when I say it's expensive, it's not expensive for the tech. I think that's something that both people are, are both sides of the people who are like this is too expensive, and the people who are like you need to shut up are missing. Is that for the tech? I think it's a reasonable price. I don't think it's a great price. I don't think it's unfair. Like I said, I'm pleasantly surprised. What I do think is that when you're putting out a product on the market and your job is to make profits and like you, you get your market research guys and your, sale, your, your your R&D guys out there and start looking at what's out there, part of the process is understanding, hey, what market do I want to go for? Given the market that I want to go for, what kind of device should I put out there? And when you decide as Sony to go out on the market and put out a console with a zillion processors and then make give it some stupid code name like Cell and say that it can do all this crazy shit and then put it out there for six hundred dollars. Yeah, maybe six hundred dollars was the right price for that device, but is the device the right device in the first place? That is the question that nobody thinks about. Whenever I say like, yeah it's a fair price, but is it the right thing? <laughs> No, you got to think about is it, and that's why I go back to the whole thing of they are completely dropping their their lower tier market status. Is that a good thing? We'll see. Maybe it is a good thing. Maybe it's about time that Nintendo got into the ring of saying, "Yo, bottom line, not only do we make fun shit, we make good, high quality, um, state of the art shit." Our portable has better graphics than our console. What? Yeah, I was oh, say shit, that. We should, oh shit. Oh shit. What they're probably, saying is that our we should probably put out a, a new console.
0: console. Yeah, <laughs> and, and again, <laughs> which like they, this, you know, they're always
1: working on it anyway. Right. And, and is that the wrong decision? Maybe not. I don't. In fact, I, I'm I'm kind of cool with it. But what I'm saying is, for the people who for whom this is kind of expensive, that's got to suck for them when they've been sitting there and they, they've always had a low cost option. Look, gaming is an expensive hobby. I get that, but you know. I think that when you've established yourself as kind of the the you know the budget guys, and when I say budget, I just mean completely by price. When you've established yourself as that option out there, and then you just take that away, again, that just kind of sucks. And I know people like to say, well, I do, like in an ideal world, this, 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 but it's not an ideal world. And I get that. That doesn't mean that it doesn't suck. It doesn't mean that people don't have the right to complain about it. At the same time, um, if they don't phase out the DSI, then you've got it right there. You don't want a 3DS? Go out and get one of those instead. Or stay with the one that you've got. I mean, like, the PSP is actually pretty cheap now. Like, what did you say it was? Like, 170? I think it's 170, but it comes with a game as well. So, yeah. 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 I mean, you, you have, right now, you have your, pri- your, your, your your loss leaders. I just, not your loss leaders, your price leaders. I just don't want, I personally just don't want the market to evolve into a space where everything is just top tier. It's like the PC, because that's what the PC market is right now. You got to spend X, X hundred dollars on a video card just to play the same things that people play on their TVs, even though it looks a lot better and I'm more happy with it, but that's just me. Um, and I, I don't know. I, it just it, it's, 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 it's positive, it's negative, it's all over the place. I won't be getting one on launch because of my backlog. But I'd be lying to you if I said that if I didn't have a backlog, I still wouldn't be getting $250 a day. <laughs> no, dude, I would totally pay $250 for that. Especially, like, maybe they should come out with one without a charging stand and without an SD card and charge you $200 for it. Maybe they should do that to satisfy the lower-end consumer. I think that would be a smart decision. But 250 not bad at all. Not complaining about it.
0: Um, and I, I do believe yes. that the 3DS can play video and well, it has a video player, but I'm pretty sure it also plays music too. So it yes, the, the also DSi comes as a media the, uh, media center. The DSi does actually. Oh, okay. Let, so then let, it, let me let me
1: verify on. that. Let me turn it on and see. But um, yeah, I'm pretty sure the DSi plays music and, and, and it has well. a browser and all that stuff. Um, let's see. Do you think they're
2: gonna? release refined 3DS hardware within a year of its release. That might make it smaller.
1: Yeah, yeah a 3DS Lite. And that, that's kind of what I, you know, that's kind of the other thing that I'm looking for is, is you know, maybe I should wait because of that. And because I have so many other things. Yeah, SD card, play with your music. So, <laughs> but I don't have, oh no, see the thing is, I think you can play around with your music on your SD card, but you can't play them like a media player.
0: Ah. Which, whatever, dude. I. I yeah, we don't really use the, the
1: DS for that anyway. Right. And I wouldn't use my PSP for that either. I did use yeah. my PSP to watch 24 episodes of 24 after they had aired, and, and I wanted to rewatch them right away. Yeah,
0: um, I used my PSP to listen to music one day when uh, I didn't – well, I don't use my Zune anymore, so I gave it to Evelyn, so – Oh. I now have like alternatives, but now I have a phone that I can kind of like play music on. So I play music right. on my
2: phone. Speaking of phone, that's the other reason why I wouldn't really be getting one is because you know
1: they're going to release a new iPhone this year, obviously because they Another do it every one. year.
0: One <laughs> and oh, good
1: well, it's g- It's gonna well, be- yeah. They they do one every year. It's gonna be like yeah. an iPhone four GS or some shit. You Either know I mean? way, it's like I didn't get the iPhone four, so I'm oh I'm for you. It's the- all gonna be yeah. New.
2: Yeah, it's. I'm gonna want that upgrade. So, like, that's another reason why I would like
1: not get the 3ds this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that that's another thing that that you bring up the iPhone is like when you look at a device, and this kind of goes back to his question of what about the casual market? Are they gonna lose it? You know, iPhone eight gigabytes two thirty, 3ds two fifty. They're in the same price range, Uh, but the i you know I'm sorry, I shouldn't say iPhone. I I meant iPod Touch. iPod Touch. Yeah, but I mean. Again, like iPhone
2: is really kind of in that same price range if you're doing this, you know, the, the getting a uh, contract with it if you're signing up for a right. contract.
0: You have to be in that situation though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If I have a phone already and I want a gaming device and I'm kind of cool with my phone, I'm
0: not going to go switch to an iPhone. And if I don't have AT&T or now Verizon, Verizon. coming soon, you know, I, I'm a Sprint customer. So and I'm not leaving Sprint for anything. So no iPhone for me. Until they come to sprint in five uh, years, I won't even do it then. <laughs> right. Um, what What do you guys
1: think about the? Uh, oh, before we, before I move on to my last question, I was just going to say that um, about like the high def graphics on high def, the, the high the state of the art graphics on the DS. <laughs> like, and I know you only have like eight minutes left, Pete. So I'll I'll, I'll talk fast, but like hey, talking <laughs> talking about the PSP two, when people are saying that like it has the horsepower that rivals that of consoles today I, you know, although I've always said, like, I don't, wanna, I don't want to just a, 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 con, a, a bastardized console on the road like one without a second camera stick and one that plays consoles games but at a much shittier level mm-hmm. I would be interested in a PSP2 because you know what, ever since I got my laptop like, subtle things have changed about my habits. Like, I, you know, I'm sitting there playing Mass Effect on my PC going like, man, sometimes, you know, maybe those people are right who are like, consoles are better because they can play it on their TV. And then like, oh, wait, my laptop has an HDMI connection. I could just take it out to the living room and play Mass Effect in true 1080 TV, uh, true 1080p on my TV. I don't need to worry about that shit anymore. And so if if there, there existed a world where the PSP2 could connect via HDMI to your TV... That sounds kind of awesome. I would totally do that. Like, I would totally be like, hmm, do I get, you know, the PlayStation 3 version of this game or do I get the PSP 2 version of this game because it looks – if if it looks almost as good. You know, I will get the PSP 2 version because I could take it with me to work when I'm at the hotel and plug it into the TV there. I could take it on the bus with me on the plane or I could take it to my own living room and that that would be
0: great. Now, think about it like this. Do you think that they would produce games in that fashion, or do you think that Sony would put them, put their publishers in that situation? Because, of course, publishers would want people to buy both the PSP2 right. and the
1: PS3 versions. I also don't know. And make them different. I don't know. I'm just saying, based on the hardware, based on the rumors, that is what's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm
0: just wondering if the software developers were follow right. so I'm pretty sure and,
1: they and and of course, like you're, you're talking about, like I'm gonna have a PSP 2. It's gonna have this certain resolution, but it's not gonna be like I, I can't imagine that it would. And I could be wrong, but I can't imagine that it would really go up to 1080p, right? So obviously, when you plug, it, if you were to plug it into your TV, you'd have to upscale it. Yeah, certainly. Now, given what uh... you ju- yeah, now given what you just said, Al, they mm. probably won't do that for that very reason, which will make me very sad. But one can dream. <laughs> um, but what I was gonna say, the last question I have for you guys is just you know I, I know that we may have talked a little bit about this before but you know what do you guys just think of the form factor what do you think of the device itself i would need to touch it to see it cuz um, yeah you, it, it looks g- like it yeah, honestly it looks like my old ds yeah it looks and, bulky from the pictures but it's hard yeah. to tell it looks it looks like a sleek bulky cuz the old the, the old ds yeah it's like, not like, chunky had, the old ds was chunky and had like awful angles and it just it was really ugly um, but the, the it looks it looks like a it looks like a more muscular DS Lite to me. Uh, but I was also also asking actually, actually at, also asking about like the the cross pad, the analog nub, the buttons. Like, how does that? And I I guess if you guys are having trouble trouble answering, I'll, I'll I'll say why I'm asking this question because I'm afraid. And this is what I was alluding to to before when they were like, "Oh yeah, Star Star, Star Fox 64 3D." It's like great. We have another PSP. We have because console games analog. on the go with oh. one analog stick and no camera stick. Great. Yeah. Thanks a lot, you know. And now everything is going to be coming out. It's going to be, you know, Pilot 64 3DS or 3D. It's going to be Star Wars 64 3D. It's already or green time 3D.
2: Mark At least the subtle difference with this is that at least it may only have the one analog stick, but it does have the touch, the touch screen, screen as well. it does. You're right. A little better,
0: not much, but yeah. Yeah, I was gonna mention that. You could still theoretically play a game that uses triggers and use your thumb on the screen. I'm just I'm just worried about something
1: like if they were to put like um like Super Mario Galaxy uh three D S out on there. And then now well, Galaxy is a bad example because you use the Wii Remote to control the camera and that that's kind of clunky anyways. But you know what I mean? Like a game, a platformer, that would benefit from a second analog stick instead of having to slide your finger all over the, the touchpad. For a first-person shooter, I love the touchpad. But for like camera control, when you need to really have your hands on the other buttons, uh, yeah.
0: maybe that's why they're doing 64 games, because they were camera <laughs> 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 Because they couldn't control the camera anyways. Just, yeah, you would buttons. just use the A, B, X, Y anyway. Yeah,
2: yeah that's you, a good point. You know what kind of bugs me about it? Yeah. And this might not be a big deal depending on the games that they actually like produce for it, but the different sized screens, looking at the screenshot, just because there were DS games that utilized, you know, the screens in in parallel tandem, to each other. Yeah. yeah, in tandem. And like, that could just be kind of off putting. Like, I don't know if any of you guys played Metroid Prime Pinball. Um, yeah. You know, Wii, but, yeah, I have it. I love it. Yeah. So, that, you know, that required in, yeah. on both screens. And like, yeah. imagine trying to play that with the they,
1: different sized screens. Yeah, they probably think- have they probably have to letterbox the letterbox top, and I hate letterboxing. Yeah. Well,
0: pillar box top. The, whatever. The, the, whatever. The weights, yeah. Sh- Shadowboxing. <laughs> Shadowboxing. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, sorry. I'm just putting my job into this. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that for DS games, they're not going to fill it up. And watching because it's going right. to be, it's going to look weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's anamorphic, blah, blah, well, blah. Maybe they'll have like a GBA
1: style ver- thing where, like, remember you could press R to, to fill the screen with your original Game Boy Color games, but then if you're mm-hmm. R again, it would, it would snap back. And it, as I usually do, making hand motions that no one can see. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree with you, Pete. I, like, I love the new widescreen. And I understand why they had to keep the bottom screen, whatever, to keep the form factor, what it is. But I still like, not that it would necessarily bother me from like a gameplay standpoint, but it just looks weird. Yeah, it just looks weird. And it's again, it's not a big thing, and that's not, it's not something that'd be like, yo, I'm not gonna buy this shit. <laughs> but it'd just be like, wouldn't it be nice if both screens were just, you know, symmetrical? It'd just be nice. It from a design perspective, it would just be nice. But and it still comes down to just got to get your hands on the thing because maybe once yeah, you're playing it, you won't it even notice matter. any of that stuff. Now, do do you guys know if those bottom buttons, the home button, the start and select buttons, are those like touch sensitive or are they just like little like pimple buttons that
0: actually depress? I don't know. No clue. I think that they're probably regular buttons because um, it may be more expensive to have them
1: as touch sensitive. Yeah. Because if I look at them, like they, they they don't have like a seam, you know, like a real button. Like you could tell where the button begins and the the surface begins. Yes. Like, it It, it feels like – it's like the difference between – and I don't know if either of you have felt – well, Pete, you probably haven't. Al, I don't know about you. It's the difference between an, an, uh, my droid's keyboard and a BlackBerry's keyboard mm-hmm. in terms of, like, the droid thing is – it really feels like it's just one piece, and it's just pimpled up where you have to press down. And it's just like, no, I'd rather have a button, not, like – I don't know how to better explain it. Um, but, yeah, I don't like the look of those things. Um I like the telescoping stylus. I think that should have been standard at first because sometimes people have bigger hands. So that's just me. And I hope, I hope it, it's weighted. I hope it weighs a little bit more than, um, than the traditional stylus because I used to actually have one of those copper styluses that actually was made out of metal that, um, <laughs> for my original DS and that was the best. And like all these stupid flimsy light plastic things. Eh, anyway. Pete, how many minutes do you have left? I have almost 60 seconds. All right. So Pete lives at twitter.com slash riven. He lives at, uh, Quickly, the Steam Boost URL.
2: Uh, Steam Community dot com slash groups slash Steam or just search Steam Boost in
1: Steam. And you, you, they let you spell it properly now, right? You can spell it properly to find it, yes. Cool.
0: Al, where do you live? XLM two K
1: Buy the album Vuelo Letal from Rocafuerte on Amazon.com and other places. You can search Amazon's MP three downloads for it. You can find me at www.shark versus dot com or www.trygives.net. Uh, for Pete, uh, yeah, Steam Boost. Woo! Al! Yeah,
0: blah, blah, blah.
1: Well the towel for your episode for Al P. I've been your host, Awesome will send How are how we doing? I have twenty seconds. Ah, oh, damn, we had more time. Alright. <laughs> Sync up. Seven, eight, nine
0: Bam. Mushroom. I'm sorry, I was talking <laughs> about that. I'm telling you <laughs>